Welcome to Out of the Box with Christine, the podcast for conscious entrepreneurs. Are you willing to step into your greatness? Are you ready to shine? Well, get ready, truth seeker. You're in for an amazing ride. And now, here's the host of the show, Christine Blasdale. Hello, Out of the Boxers. Welcome back to Out of the Box with Christine. I am your host, Christine Blasdale. And I'm so happy that you joined me today because I have a very special guest who is joining us, Joanna Giangardella. Joanna is a certified holistic cancer health coach, and she is the author of Dancing Skeleton, A Journey Through Stage Four Cancer. And I recently met Joanna and said, oh my goodness, you really need to be a guest on Out of the Box with Christine because your journey is something that many people need to hear and to let people know that you're available to support them as well through this, uh, this a, a time in their life that could be quite, um, quite rough. So thank you so much for being on Out of the Box, Joanna. Thank you for inviting me. So let's, well, let's start at the very beginning. You are currently a certified holistic cancer health coach. And you yourself had gone through your own journey and, and came out the other side. Absolutely amazing. Why don't you give our listeners a little bit of a background on, on your personal journey? Yes. Um, you never, <laughs> you never imagine that you're going to be told that you have cancer. You're never going to imagine you're going to be told you have stage four cancer. Uh, so um, sometimes we all become very complacent about that fact, especially when we don't have cancer in our family. But I did. I was one that I just, in, as a normal day-to-day, getting up in the morning, going to work, jumping out of my bed, very excited, going to work. I was running a uh, a large business, uh, a large hair salon at the time. And then I was also a 50% partner in a t-shirt company. So I was busy. <laughs> so I got up in the morning and I felt a little pain around my midsection and never felt before. And that was a little unusual because I didn't like go and lift a hundred pounds or something the day before, you know, it wasn't anything that I thought I did. So I went to work was a little uncomfortable. Next day, the pain got a little bit worse. Day after that, the pain got a little bit worse. And within the four weeks, I was in a wheelchair and on a narcotic called fentanyl. So um, I was very, I was going downhill very, very quickly. And it's interesting because when I went to the doctor, told him my pain, oh, we don't see anything. Your blood work is good. Your x-ray doesn't show anything. Then I went to a chiropractor, please help me. It was a friend of mine. She said, I don't know if I can help you, but you know, no help there. Then I went to um, acupuncturist and she and I still very good friends. Um, she did not help me. But she was an oncology nurse before she went into a more holistic, you know, Eastern medicine practice. And she called me 7.30 the following morning and said, I've been talking to my peers at where she was from. Um, her background is um, 
UCI here in California. And they all said, you know, go to the ER, tell them you're having a heart attack, you know, have them take you. So I did, they still could not find anything. So um, as my husband was screaming and yelling at everybody, they finally got me some narcotics and then put me in the hospital to, hey, I have lumps around my neck. Don't you get it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Kind of like, really? So, uh, yes. Yeah, so I was, um, the biopsy came out um, as a positive for a very rare and aggressive form of lymphoma. And I was rushed to, you know, treatment, basically. Wow. So that all sort of happened quite quickly for you. And then, um, and then, you know, something, something that, uh, that you were, you said a little bit earlier that it's one thing to be told that you have cancer. And then also it's another thing to be, uh, to have a diagnosis of stage four. And so can you talk about that and about what must have gone through your your mind and and as well with your your spouse uh, as well that conversation that you had yeah i think when you're told stage four you don't hear stage five you just don't hear it right you hear stage four most people i'm pretty stubborn you know you're <laughs> i grew up in greece i came here as a young girl yeah i'm pretty uh, a survivor but I just didn't think or believe in my mind that that was a death sentence for me. Uh, because most people, when they're diagnosed with stage four, mind-body experience, the, what the mind thinks, the body will follow. And you think, okay, this is it for me. Well, guess what? The body will say, okay, this is it for you. So... But for me, I never felt that that was a death sentence. It just didn't, you know, I, I knew deep down inside somewhere in the far corner of my mind, I just did not think that it was a death sentence for me and that I was going to do everything I can to recover. It's like you're, you're, you're sitting there going, that's not how the story goes, <laughs> right? That's not how my no. story goes. Exactly. <laughs> and what you said was so important. And that is that what the mind believes, um, a major belief in the mind, the body will follow. And I think that this is something that, especially in Western medicine, is completely it's it's not talked about it's not discussed i have spoken many times about the power of the mind in our health and well-being um and it's proven through the placebo effect the the um, um the ex not experiments but the the studies that they've done on the placebo effect where people believe you know if if it's uh if someone in a position of authority let's say a doctor so they've got the white coat and the stethoscope and the tag and the diplomas and everything right um someone that you give that authority to if they come in and they say hey we know john you have high blood pressure well this is the latest greatest pill and as soon as you take it you know within a couple hours your blood pressure is perfect it's leveled 
you know, it's not going to be high. It's not going to be low. It's just going to be perfect. And it's amazing. And you get to be the first, you know, people to the first person, first person to, to try it out. And lo and behold, when John takes that pill, because he believes in the medicine, he believes in the doctor, he believes in the system, his blood pressure um, just mellows out and is perfect. And later they find out that, you know, I don't even know if they tell the people, but um, it's a sugar pill. And so there's no magic within the pill. The magic was in his belief that he was going to um, be much better. Um, I was I'm wondering, have you, have, well, being and being a, a coach yourself and helping people that are diagnosed with cancer and especially with the stage four, have you um, implemented those those practices, talking to people about their mindset? Um, I'm sure you have, but just give us a, a little bit of an idea of what you do when you work with folks. Absolutely. The first thing, though, I ask them, because I think this is very important, I ask them, what do you think caused the cancer? Hmm. Because what I also have studied is emotional cancers, which is a very high rate. It's not predisposed from the family members. So I ask them that question first. And most of the time, it's interesting, is they think about it and they come up with something. Either they got a bad divorce or they were abused or they, they had a trauma in their life or they lost a child or whatever it was, it comes out. So then I go into that mindset and I talk to them about visualization and meditation and things that they can implement in as part of their recovery. And I have resources that I can send them to, but, and then I talk to them, like right now I have a young woman who's, who's in that state. She just doesn't think she's gonna make it. And I talk to her almost daily and tell her, your, your, your words are coming out to me like, you're just not going to make it through. I said, you've got to not do that. You have to change the status of those words and you have to start thinking and visualizing yourself completely healed. Put yourself in a place. Where's your happy place? You know, is it at the beach? Is it where you, you visited sometime in Europe or whatever it is? The way you are, the way you feel in perfect health, visualize yourself there because that is what's going to take you into remission. That and a number of other things, but that is a huge part of that healing process. Well, and, and it's not easy, right? For, for many people, it's not easy because once a given a diagnosis, whatever it is, if it's cancer, whatever it is that you've been told, again, from an authority figure, by the way, this is what you, this is what you're dealing with. This is what you have. Immediately, our mind starts to see it and, and um, almost uh, maximizing it, right. Or increasing its power over us. And it does play um, mind games on us um, as well. But we know that the, the power of the mind, be it through meditation mantras, you know, like a yogic mantra, meditation, those things, those thoughts and those beliefs, those things that we say to ourselves, even if you're not diagnosed with cancer, but even just looking in the mirror, you know, this, you know, 
uh, so many women that are my age, um, they look in the mirror and they see all the faults. They see all the, you know, they see um, I'm, I'm old, I'm, I'm getting old, I'm getting fat, I'm getting, nobody's going to love me. Those things that we say to ourselves have a direct impact on our bodies and our minds, of course, but also how we walk through the world, right? Because if we don't have that self-worth, if we don't have that, you know what, I'm yummy and delicious just as I am, then the rest of the world isn't going to see that either. They're just going to reflect, the rest of the world is going to reflect what we think about ourselves, which is so important. And I'm so glad that you do that with people. Um, do you also, when you're, when you're working, because I, I understand, I know the power of also really good nutrition. And again, this is a subject matter that doctors are not taught. <laughs> Nobody's talking about it. Um, but what we, what we put in our mind is important and our, the words that we speak, but also what we put in our, in our mouth. Um, I was wondering, do you also counsel people on, on health and nutrition? Absolutely. Absolutely. I went to a seminar some time ago and it was uh, a hematologist oncologist talking about the difference between different cultures and, and, you know, their, their food and their, and what they eat and what they don't eat and how some cultures are so different in regards to cancer and low numbers in certain cultures. Well, he said, and it stuck to my mind, and that was some years ago, that 50% of cancers are, are directly related to nutrition. Add another 25% and that's environmental. And then that lower 20 to 20 to 25% is really a predisposition that is carried on from one family member to another. And no, you are so right. Doctors don't tell you about nutrition. They don't, because they don't know anything. And it's a conflict of interest for them to guide you in nutrition on something that they don't know anything about. Energy that comes from your thoughts and your actions, energy you get from food. <clears throat> and I'm talking about whole food food, that nutrition that is specific to, you know, getting into your remission. And also what's very important is to stay in remission because your job doesn't end there. Staying in remission is difficult. I was, I was wondering with you in, in your own journey, what, what would, you, what would you say was the hardest <clears throat> thing um, or the hardest nut to crack um, along this journey? Was it, um, was it the mindset? Was it um, visualizing yourself absolutely, you know, healthy and vibrant? Was it the, um, the nutrition, the, the change in diet? Or were you always just sort of someone who ate, you know, re relatively healthy? What would you say is the, was the most difficult part of your journey? I think the most difficult part was the loneliness. And I don't mean that I didn't have the support. I had lots of support, meaning I had my friends, my family, my husband was a jewel. But cancer is just you and the cancer. It's a very isolating and very lonely disease. There is things that happen within your body and things that you think about 
that you can't talk about to your loved ones because you don't, they're already going through a difficult, you know, very difficult time. So you don't want to burden them with, with little things, you know? Um, so I think the most, and I didn't have anyone at that time. I didn't have a cancer support coach. I didn't have anybody that I knew that, you know, my doctor can connect with, connect me to, or anything that could help me through or talk to. So I don't want that for other people. And that's why I became a health coach or a cancer, holistic cancer, because that part of my journey was difficult. It was difficult. And, and when you're the perfect person to be that, um, that special person to someone who's going through it because you yourself have gone through it as well. So you're not just some, you know, healthy, beautiful nutritionist or like, you know, spiritual (laughs) unicorn fairy who's like, yeah, yeah, it's all good. It's all going to be good. You actually have gone through that. And I'm sure that in, on your own journey, there were, you know, peaks and, you know, the valleys and the tops of the mountain, there were probably quite a a few um, moments where you were like, Hmm, this, this is an interesting journey. This is an interesting place to be. But um, I just love the fact that you're you're making yourself available to people to help them through that uh, guidance. And wh- and what about your the your family, your loved ones? Um, the, you said that they were also you know very supportive. Um, and I'm sure there's people that are going through uh, cancer diagnosis of cancer stage four who don't have that. Um, what do you do for um, the, the clients that you work with when they don't have that support group? I connect them with others. Um, <clears throat> I want people to understand that I, my counseling, I do not charge for my counseling. I know this is a little bit astounding. Um, because I work with a nonprofit called Cancer Kinship. And Cancer Kinship is a mentoring program for mostly women, but a lot, anyone can reach out to them and they help them through mentoring, uh, which is huge. Um, anything that they need, childcare, they don't have insurance, they can't pay their bills or whatever it is. And, and, um, the young woman who is a founder of this uh, foundation or this nonprofit is really the only survivor, female survivor in her family. So that to me is close to my heart. So when I was working for wellness centers and they were charging a certain amount, you know, hourly wage and so hourly, um, you know, price, Uh, for me to counsel people, I found that people, some people found it very hard to this constant out-of-pocket expenses, out-of-pocket for this. If you're going to eat well, as I'm telling you to eat well, and, you know, the supplements that you have to get and you have to take every day, that is out-of-pocket, out-of-pocket, out-of-pocket. So then that's when I shifted and I moved over to support uh, cancer kinship and do my mentoring and my counseling to anyone that will reach out to me. That so is, that um, is amazing. Yeah. So 
it doesn't matter if somebody contacts me from the UK, which they have, or Australia, or wherever. There's Zoom, there's phone, there's you know email, there's whatever. But most people do want to do Zoom because they want to see you and they want to talk yes. to you. Uh, you know. Well, because they can they can see you in your eyes that you are you know this beautiful spirit as well. I I well I always talk about the power of video and how important it is. Um, the voice is wonderful, of course, you know, you can, it's intimate, but when you're able to see someone's eyes and their expressions, it just brings you in a, a bit closer. And I love the fact that you're, that you're offering this, um, this service to people for free, because probably one of the most stressful things in life is finances. And, and if you're not able to work, if you're, if you're too sick to work, you're too sick to, to do things it already puts a pressure on you. And then you've got the stress, the financial stress on top of it, which can really eat away at your well-being, <laughs> your, your peace of mind, so to speak. So um, thank you on behalf of so many people for what you do, because um, it's just, it's unheard of these days. And it's just, it's bringing a tear to my eye because I think it's so beautiful. You're allowing your, the opportunity for people who, um, who are really struggling at a time to give them some hope and not have to do that keep out of the pocket, out of the pocket thing. So um, thank you on behalf of them. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, so, so I think what your, um, what the, the story that we, that I want to also hear is, um, you know, the, one of the biggest things, one of the questions or the um, decisions that you have to make is after being diagnosed with cancer, especially stage four, is what to do. And when I when I say that, I mean there's um, there's alternative things that we can do. Of course, there's new diet, nutrition, um, wellness, meditation, working on our stress levels, and things like that. But then there's also, um, and some people choose to do the road of chemotherapy. Uh, radiation, surgery, there's quite a few different things that, um, that are available to people. And I never judge anyone for what they choose to do with their body. Um, if they choose to go one route, that's, that's, that's their journey. Um, but I was wondering with your own and your own personal journey with cancer, what was it that you uh, decided to do? In other words, was it more along the alternative route or was it a little bit of mixed of Western and also um, um, holistic healing or uh, did you just choose a completely different way of going about it? Yeah, I think I was at a state where I really could not make that value, valuable decision as to whether I should go holistic because I was going down very, very quickly. And so I went the more Western uh, medicine, which is they actually, um, you know, really loaded me with uh, a chemotherapy cocktail. And um, my husband would say, I take you there and you're like a a rose, and then when I pick you up, you're a wilted dandelion. Well, that's what it does do. Um, but I had a, a doctor that was a little bit out of the box sort of thing. And um, 
you know, I, I listened to some tapes of this particular doctor who is an oncologist, hematologist, and she talked about um, 45% of cancer patients, when they go that direction in chemo and treatment, that's very invasive, 45% don't die or don't pass on from um, the cancer. They, they pass from complications from their treatment. And that it was huge. And what it is, is that because they flood you with these drugs, they also kill all your white blood cells and, you know, so you have to rebuild your body. And she said that, I want you to get on these group of supplements. They're whole food, they're just food, just gonna be foods, you don't have to worry about it. And because I don't want you to get a fungal infection, a respiratory infection, or, you know, a bacterial infection, because we can't treat you. We can only treat one or the other, can't treat both. So I went in that direction. First, I was, yes, they set me up for eight chemos treatments, first block of chemos. And, but because of this wonderful doctor, who, like I said, was a little bit out of the box. And I got on this program of whole food supplements and, and, and protein shakes and, and this whole regimen. I did very well without any complications, very minimal side effects. And I went into remission faster than my pathology report was conclusive, meaning I went into remission after three chemotherapy treatments. And that went a little too fast for them because they were looking in into my right. DNA. So my pathology report wasn't conclusive. They're like, wait a second, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. So um so so flooding your system with life affirming foods. Um saved your life really too as well <laughs> right oh that is beautiful and um and you did when you 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 kind of and you knew that was the right thing to do right you you intuitively intuitively yeah yeah isn't that amazing our intuition is so strong and yet we sometimes we ignore it right much to our to our own detriment we ignore it um I was wondering too, if um, if people wanted to, um, well, if people wanted to get in touch with you, and to talk to you more about maybe their current situation or that of a loved one, what is the best way to reach out to you? Uh, basically, um, you you can reach out to me via my email. Um, you can. I'm on Facebook as well. I have a cancer support, um, you know, business page on Facebook. Um, but even, you know, if you really need to, you're in dire straits and really need to get a hold of me quicker, I'm happy to give you my phone number. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not one to close the doors of 
Well, what what, what we'll do help. with this with this show, what we'll do is we'll include the um, the link to your website, and I'll get the Facebook um, group link as well if you like, and then that way people can reach out to you and possibly email you. Because if we put your phone number out on this, you will be getting calls all day, all night. <laughs> You'll be getting a lot of phone calls, but people can reach out to you through the website, which is uh, support cancer coach.com that's support cancer coach.com and um we'll make sure that we have that link in the in the show notes as well um can if you have any um if you have any final thoughts that you want to leave the audience about especially if they have been themselves uh recently diagnosed with cancer would you like to do that right now just talk directly to them i'll give the mic over to okay if you've been diagnosed with cancer, don't give up. It's just a journey. And if you give up in your mind, your body will follow that and your body will give up. You have to believe that you're going to get through it. Absolutely. But there are things that you have to apply in that journey to get you to into remission and stay healthy and those things you have to be open to and the people that are listening they're not been diagnosed with cancer i want you to understand that the choices you make today are the outcomes of your tomorrow so make the right choices because prevention is really the key. And if you're feeling pain by some emotional pain, get some help. If you are, you feel like you're just sick all the time or whatever, get some help. But if you're struggling with cancer and you've been diagnosed with cancer, just remember, you have to believe in your mind and you just have to sit there quietly and just concentrate on your breathing and pass a white light, which is a healing light over, over your body and visualize that white light, which is the healing light. And you will heal if you practice that. And if you believe that you will get through it, you will get through it. That's powerful. Thank you so much, Joanna. That was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Oh my gosh. I, 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 you are welcome back uh, to Out of the Box anytime. You just let me know. I would love to have you back on. And I'm going to throw out the website again for people who want to get in touch with my special guest today, Joanna Giangardella. Uh, again, she is a certified holistic cancer health coach. She is also the author of the book, Dancing Skeleton, A Journey Through Stage Four Cancer. And I'll have in the show notes, I'll have a link to the, uh, I have a link to the book as well as to her website, supportcancercoach.com. That's supportcancercoach.com. Uh, again, links will be in the show notes and please do check out the website for yourself or for someone who you love and cherish um, because they don't have to go through this journey alone and let the wonderful um, love and the heart of Joanna uh, help guide them through this uh, this time in their life. So thank you again, Joanna, so much. Oh, I got so emotional. Um, thank you so much. And thank you, wonderful listeners and viewers on YouTube for tuning in today. 
Remember, you can find out more information about this podcast at outoftheboxwithchristine.com. We are now streaming. We are online, on demand, and on air. We are on Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles. We are also, of course, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the major podcast platforms, and, of course, YouTube. If you'd like to see my beautiful guests today, you can check us out on YouTube. Thank you again. And for more information about me, go to christineblasdale.com. All those links will be in the show notes. And until next time, as I always say, remember to think outside that damn box. Bye for now.